Hello and welcome to the State of the Union podcast. During the State of the Union podcast, we sat together with four experts and customer experience from different industries. Our guests were Levin Foubert from Telenet, Isabel Lafont from Accenture, Leonard de Jong from Citizen M, and Tom de Ruyck from Insights Consulting. In this episode, we will discuss some interesting thoughts about the role of empathy in creating a good customer experience. I think what a lot of people in organizations miss uh, to execute a consumer centricity uh, strategy is empathy for the customer. Yeah, I read a, a really nice example by Bacardi and they sent in their headquarters, they sent everyone out to bars. Everyone needed to go to the yeah. bar and have rum and cola and just to experience it because you're marketing it, you're you know, making new labels, you're pricing it, but how about drinking it in a bar as you should as a customer? But I thought it's that was that easy. That's yeah, it's, it's that, that idea. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you guys do that or you? Like really have well, of course the yeah, front I mean, line we always, is you always like to stand in the shoes of your customer. That's at least how I think. And that's also you know, I am in our own hotel today, but I want it to be uh, a little bit anonymous so I can also see how it uh, feels from a customer point of view. And that's how I think about everything. Make it as small as one customer. And take this one customer really serious and don't just look at groups of people or segments of people. But I love it, you know, Citizen M is becoming a little bit more well known. So, you, you know, you, you told me that you're staying at, you stayed at the Citizen M Skipple Airport Hotel. I'm really curious about the things that you hear because there, you might be very particular, but you've experienced Citizen M in a way that maybe 100 other people also have experienced. And then, and so really standing in the shoes of your customer and thinking about your own company all, uh, all the time like that is important. And then I think secondly, and that's also something that, uh, that you also touched upon with the box of chocolate, it's empowering people. Um, I've had it, I'm not going to give our own examples because I have enough of them, but I was uh, two weeks ago in London at the Pret-a-Manger. And I had a little bit of a miscommunication with uh, the woman who was you know, taking my order for the coffee. Uh, cappuccino with an extra shot and she didn't expect my accent or I didn't understand her but you know we were kind of you know two lines back and forward and I said you know what it's on the house oh wow. like, really you know it's the first time I was in the store and I I still think about it what happened can you imagine that I'm on the phone with my cable company <laughs> and that to say you know what instead of whatever you know re review you know system we're going to put you on next this month the cable service is on us. This was really a crappy experience. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. To what extent yeah. do you empower people, you know, to, to do something? Um, trust your frontline staff because they're the ones that are dealing with your customers. That's how a baker used to work, right? Yeah. You walk into a bakery, like a one-man shop, and uh, hey, you the bread from yesterday was really not good anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure when you baked it. Okay, here's one. Yeah. He can make the call, yeah. but we started to scale already, up organizations yeah. and all of a sudden the frontline staff said, no, no, I have to talk to my manager, we need to talk to the manager, yeah. can you fill in the form? There's a process for it yeah. to control what's happening there. And I think that that's you know, key for larger organizations to, yeah. to do that. And that's where the small guys have a benefit. And it's of course because the yeah. person really cares and really understands you that she makes that decision and of course she can but it's creating i think a very memorable experience uh, for you it's probably something that you will not forget very soon and every time you will pass a pret-a-manger 
you will think about this. You will talk about this. I mean, I'm talking about Pret-a-Mager here, not about our own experiences. And yeah. It was just a yeah, coffee, yeah. Yeah. you know, cost of 10 cents. But it stuck in my head like, hey, and this is maybe because I'm thinking about this all the time. What did they do to allow that girl to do that? Pret-a-Mager is a big organization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is this secretly? But no, I've heard about it already at many conferences that they do that. Then all of a sudden happens to you, and even if I know, you know, that it can happen at Pret a Manger, I thought it would always happen to, you know, you going to Pret a Manger every day here in yeah. Paris, and so, you know, what this one is on me, yeah, because you're, it's your tenth coffee. No, it was a new customer; they've never seen me, and they do something like that. That tells me that they have put something in their culture yeah. that rewards behavior like that. It sounds, it sounds very simple to make that happen, as you are explaining it. When, when I look at you, Isabel, you work for, let's say, the biggest companies here in France. What do you think is the main challenge for them to be able to roll out that kind of strategy? Something as simple as that and as satisfying for, for a customer. What? Yeah, that human connection, right? Yeah. yeah. Why is it so difficult for those big groups well, to do that? I have my several things, I think. Uh, first, I think it's very difficult to reconcile the um, customer experience you are producing, mm -hmm. the respect of your processes, you have been shaping, etc., with the customer feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, you were mentioning, you can have a process which is very precise to do, etc., and sometimes there is a, an exception, something is going wrong, uh, it's not happening as you had planned. And how you take care of this problem mm -hmm. and how your uh, maybe your uh, an agent which is who is taking care of the client or if it's digital you have a virtual agent etc mm -hmm. is going to make the things going right instead of letting going wrong mm -hmm. so it's very uh, it's very stressing when you're on the b2c and uh, when you're in, in, in telco and, and media companies uh, really to, to be sure that everything is running well uh, and how after you, you you make sure that when it's going wrong it has been solved or you get the feedback from the customer to solve the problem at the end so at the end the experience is not so bad um, and and really from the, the, the clients I'm, I'm saying in in terms of organization, who is taking care of the client. Um, usually uh, that's the physical uh, channels. They have the impression that they are owning the customer experience because they are the, the, at the end of the chain and they can do uh, whatever they want to solve the problem or to make the experience better. Uh, but I'm not sure that really those physical channels and the end of the chain can be only responsible for the whole uh, customer experience. They can do what they can, they can be very nice, very keen, very polite, try to do a very wow effect, offering something else. But it's it, at the end, it's going to be limited. Mm -hmm. So it's how you are taking care of this customer experience really from the core of your business and not letting and delegating that to your, uh, to your agents in call centers or to your uh, sales force in, 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 your, uh, in your shops. So it's how you can you know, be sure that all the organization is really aligned, uh, delivering the right processes, but also knowing which role you play uh, in this uh, customer experience. And I agree that at the end, I think uh, 
uh, when you need to solve a problem, you need also to 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 leave some delegation to your and uh, agents or, or sales force really to solve uh, the problem or to make it. Uh, I would say to reduce the effect of the of the of the of the problem and to try to solve it. So I, it's uh, it's really. Uh, what the quality you produce and the quality you can measure from the customers and how you reconcile you can reconcile this and how you can um, really um, overcome this and uh, and do it uh, and do it better so it's always this uh, confrontation and comparison yeah. between uh, what you expect and what the customer is giving you as feedback i hear two things from from leonard <coughs> you were saying you know empower people yeah. and here i uh, Maybe at the at the end, I, I understand that the customer lifetime value, how, how much is a customer worth for a company to be able to give that creativity to people and give you that 10 cent of, of coffee. Mm -hmm. We were um, traveling a lot and we, we, we stopped at a restaurant who served lunch until 2.30. And we were there, I think, at 2.31. And it was impossible to order food. And he said, no, please leave. It's, it's closed. Uh, you can order pancakes because that's a time of when you can start ordering pancakes, but not lunch anymore. So is it you know, understanding what the lifetime value would be for us, well, them for us, if we got the right service, the right creativity from those people, and we had a good lunch, and next time we will come again and again and again, so our lifetime value increases, or is it really something really difficult, processes in the kitchen that can't be fixed, and it's 2.30, stop it like that, and don't try to be flexible. The strain and the cost of experience versus what you get out of it, yeah. basically. Yeah. What's your thought it's, about it's that? It's different for every case. This sounds like... Uh, a southern uh, European restaurant that just has policies that they're executing. French. It was French. <laughs> French. Well, I didn't want to say French. Uh, it's a southern <laughs> European restaurant, so yeah. they have a policy and they have a manager that sticks to the rule. Yeah. Right. That that can be the case. Uh, which also have larger companies. Like, if I call my telephone company tomorrow, I said, you know what, I'm not happy anymore. I don't have reception in my office. Are you going to let me go, or are you going to say no? Yeah. Okay. You can cancel now, but we still have eight months running in the contract, even though you paid for your own phone. So, mm. uh, and you're going to be serving out the contract. So I think it's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, there's so many different variations on it yeah. that you, you, you see across the globe. Um, and that's sometimes you see company culture, mm -hmm. sometimes you see operational difficulties. Mm -hmm. And you can also say to the airline, why did you not leave the plane five minutes later? I, I was almost there. I tweeted even uh, on Twitter that I was going to be late. So no, plane has to go. That's operational, yeah. Yeah. right? In the case of the restaurant, it can be that the, that the chef is uh, is leaving between 2.30 and uh, 5 and that there's only a guy that can make pancakes. I don't know about this restaurant, but what I meet is a lot of times that businesses are being run on policies mm -hmm. and uh, they're just, you know, there's a manager that is afraid that he's going to get, you know, a snap on the wrist from the boss. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why did you serve the guy lunch? It's 2.31, we said 2.30. That's why yeah. we have rules. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, but going on that example, I was um, once I was traveling to Le, Le Dordogne, pregnant, seven months by car, and I arrived at a hotel in the middle of nowhere, small village, 
And I was really hungry because I was afraid to stop at a highway restaurant to eat because I was pregnant. But the restaurant was closed that day. So I wasn't going to get any food. And then still the people working at the reception, they went into the kitchen to see what they could cook up for me. And they brought it to my room. So there again, the restaurant was closed, but still they had access to the kitchen and they were able to do something. Whereas there it was really, no. So what is the difference between the two? You know what the, the difference there is then? It's empathy. Yeah. So that's the human to human connection. And that's also, you know, that's something that digital cannot fix because digital is binary. Yeah. Either is open or is closed. But the human is empathetic. If you're seven months pregnant, you can see that. Right? I, I assume. So the person behind the reception said, Ooh, you know, a woman pregnant seven months, wants food. Uh, we probably have to give her some food now. Mm -hmm. Right? And made the judgment. Yeah. That, that can happen in a small business, but uh, <coughs> so it's, yeah. It's difficult to scale then. So if we take, pointing at you, Tom, for, for a B2C purpose, it will be very difficult to scale that empathy, that way of serving, understanding the customer, understanding the problem at that moment into, you know, across the whole business. Yeah, I think it's easy to scale getting to empathy uh -huh. one of the things do we do for our clients is literally through an app giving them monthly or bi-weekly tasks to to go out and to to observe consumers to talk uh, to to customers and they feed back and they share it just like on a social network but it's not like uh, a social network where you uh, read about what your colleagues have done over the weekend no it's the interactions your colleagues had mm -hmm. with consumers with customers and you read about that that's easy to scale we can use technology to, um, to, to force people to uh, be more out of the office and talk more to customers. Mm -hmm. We can use technology to, to share it with one another, to learn from one another. I think what is difficult to scale is how will we use that empathy then to, um, to serve customers uh, better. I think within FMCG companies, empathy is typically used to come up with new ideas mm -hmm. for products with, with fresh concepts. Um, that's how you can scale it there. But I think once you go to retail, once you go to services companies, you need again a couple of rules that say, when can you use your empathy and when can you, yeah. Um, yeah, Go a little bit out of, out of the out of the line mm -hmm. that has been drawn by somebody else. Why do you need rules? Just to, to uh, not because rules, you don't trust like, uh, people. I don't think you need rules, but the question is, how far will you go? Will you leave it just to oh, it's a pregnant uh, person? That's that's the person I'm gonna help, or you're just real. You were really hungry, probably. <laughs> yeah. Not pregnant, but Not very, pregnant, very hungry. Yeah. Really yeah. hungry. Just hungry, yeah. But is that is that enough? Saying I'm really hungry. It's two thirty and two thirty one. So probably you need some kind of guideline. When is it? When is it? Um... When you start with guidelines, that means you start with processes, yeah. and that means that at the end there is no really more uh, room for empathy. True. Uh, yeah. Mm. 
Uh, I mean, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. So after is also very cultural, and after at the end of the day, it's a balance between the cost and the benefit. So okay. maybe the 2:30 you need to close because you are not going to have enough customer, you know, to pay uh, the money in uh, yeah. uh, in the kitchen. So that's why you close at 2:30 because after 2:30 you are going to have three, three, three clients, and really it does not make Good any point. sense to maintain someone in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. and to pay someone in the kitchen. So it's how you, you deal with that, with this economic balance. Mm -hmm. And you have some brands, huh? they had decided that uh, as far as the customer wants, the customer is, uh, is, is right and you need to serve the client. And at the end, the client is going to repeat and it's going to be, become a, a very loyal and you're going to cr start creating value. Yeah. Uh, so it's really how you push Really, um, the, the 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 economic uh, the yeah. economic balance, yeah. and are you ready to take the risk? You know, of starting with a lot of cost, but mm -hmm. after increase your lifetime value. Yeah. Uh, it's really the, always the, the trade-off uh, you have to make uh, in, uh, in in your company. After, I think yeah, if you trust first your customer, it's very important. Mm -hmm. Trusting the customer is should be, I would say, the part uh, of the values uh, uh, of the company and be uh, very uh, cultural. I know that even even in, in consulting, well. in yeah. consulting, yeah. we are very uh, customer focused, and you have no offerings off shelves, you're trying to sell to all your customers. You are doing uh, all the time, customer, you're customizing your offering, you are customizing your approach, etc. because you consider that. If you, you don't trust the client, you don't say that the client is right and is always right, at the end you're not going to sell anything. So you need to adjust all, you know, adjust all the time and you make the value on something else, on being very uh, perfect, you in advance bringing best practices and advising in the right way. But really, if you don't trust and you consider that your customer is right, whatever he's saying, whatever the feedback is, I think you are in bad shape. Yeah. And, but, and after you come back to this economic balance and you start to looking at cost and you decide and you put the processes and, and at the end uh, well, it's back to the old world <laughs> I think. But to play devil's advocate you see or in the past years you've seen in e-commerce you know the problem of returns. Mm -hmm. uh, you can you can always return yeah. something within yeah. 60 days I don't know for free mm -hmm. but it's become a real big problem for a lot of these online retailers. Mm -hmm. And if you so, complain, yes. you get something extra for free as well. Yeah, yeah. also. Uh, yeah. And then goods get returned, mm -hmm. but in very bad shape. Sometimes they are being mm -hmm. worn to parties mm -hmm. and then they are being sent back and on a large scale. So it costs a lot of money for these companies. So trust, but up to what point? So it's always that balance, no? Mm -hmm. Yes, but look at Amazon. Uh, yes, they cut some customers because they are abusing from the system of uh, returning. Uh, uh, but uh, at the end, of course, they are almost break even. I think they're still making not. money. <laughs> they are making money, but on something else because the model is uh, different. It's not only uh, uh, B2C and, uh, and, and delivery, but really the experience for returning is just exceptional. Yeah. It's really exceptional because they, they trust first the client and after they, they have I think, the right balance yeah. between cost and benefits uh, trust the client, and lifetime value. But maybe also trust your employees in the sense yeah. that if they make a judgment call that yeah. 
there is something wrong or that this yeah. time it's mm -hmm. not it was worth yeah. the effort, yeah. I think they can also yeah. do that. So when I was referring to guidelines, maybe framework is a better term. You should give your employees also more information, I think, and that's also part yeah. of empowering them. What are the economics of running, for example, yeah. a restaurant yeah. so that they can empathize with the customer but also think about the kind of business reality and business context. And with those two in mind, they can make then a judgment call. Will we do this or will we not do this? Is this worth it or not? So it's trust your customer, but for me also trust uh, your employees and fully empower them also with knowledge and with empathy. And for, for me, it's based on the value. And basically, mm -hmm. it's right. It's all about information. And that's where we try to work on. It's based on data. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, when you see a type of customer has certain information already about him, yeah. you can put him somewhere in a segment, you know, okay, normally based on what we saw from previous customer, this customer will act like this, okay, there we can take the risk. But it's, as you tell, it's all based on the value of this customer, yeah, okay, it's new, new people, yeah, then it's what you think will be the value of this customer and that you will see based on his behavior. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's all the thing and that's what we try to yeah. do. Certainly at Taylor, we try to, be, to work much more inside driven pick up much more data, capture much more data at, at all our customer facing contacts and use this to have the right approach. And in fact, the right approach, it will be always based on, okay, what's the potential value of, of, of this kind yeah. of customer? Because, because as you tell, you have to take, make a balance and, and take always into account, okay, what's the, what, what's the economics effect, huh? what's the value? Yeah, after all, it's a matter of how you can identify what is yeah. the real pain points, yeah. which is destroying the value. I think that that's what Amazon they understood about that about the returning, uh, uh, the returning process. It was a big pain point. So if you solve this pain point, you're creating a lot of value. Yep. I know that in telcos, in customer service, if you let to the end agent possibility to offer big discounts to a client complaining, after a certain point, the discount, the amount of the discount is not going to create any difference at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Five euro can be just sufficient, 50, uh, it's going to be too much and it's not going to increase that much the customer yeah. lifetime value. So it's where you are really uh, focusing the effort and even uh, by empowering or having, I would say, a process which is uh, completely opposite of what the others are doing in the market. But you know that you're going to solve a main pain point and create a lot of value. But it's very difficult to understand and that's why you need to customer feedback, all those insights yeah. to understand Indeed. when you need to put your, your effort mm -hmm. and maybe and on this really effort, the balance yeah. in terms mm -hmm. of cost benefits, it's completely opposite of what you would have expected. Because exactly, Ali, what, Ali, before I, I was uh, responsible for the churn part, the, the, the analysis of it, and based on what we remarked there, okay, we, we did a completely shift because before we were just looking, okay, which, which people are, 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 are leaving us and how we can we avoid it. But in the end, we changed the whole Thing and we made a big picture and we, it was all about value and we worked based on the value and for some customers the, the value was even negative and in, in the end you're happy that you're that they're leaving you you see and that's that's the the, the well, you have to always take into account the big picture yeah. as a company. so customer experience is not limitless yeah. it's it's exactly. finding a win-win situation yeah. where the company wins and where the customer yeah. wins a bit like the airline we were at uh, when we were going to new york yeah what we, we were talking about it before, you could order your drinks and everything, just swipe a card, open a tab, and we were looking around us, 
And we saw how that was a winning strategy. One, they were using digital to make it so much easier for us. We don't have to disturb the, you know, having to call the, the, the stewardess. And we saw everybody around us eight hours straight keep on ordering and ordering and ordering. So I can imagine that the sales on that flight or on any flight of that airline is up immensely. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. we were happy yeah. spending and mm-hmm. swiping. <laughs> yeah, they make it very easy for Just us. Just our CFO was less happy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. Next time, we will discuss the importance of understanding your customers' expectations.